Hey, we're going to uh, go to our little thing we call the pub crawl, which is just a cheeky way of saying it's our roundtable discussion. We uh, crack open a few topics. See what I did there? Current affairs, pop culture, even touchy-feely relationship stuff. Ugh. And um, oh, why am I hearing more music? Oh. Just your intro music? We have to have the right song, do we? The interns are taking over the show. Where is Tim? Why isn't he here right now? Tim the Tool is usually around. Um, this week on the Pub Crawl, it's a sort of a special Women's Day edition. And joining us on the line from Los Angeles, California, is my very good friend, Tracy Melker, who is a soap opera actress. Y&R, Bold and Beautiful, One Life to Live. What else? There's another one in there, right, Tracy? Uh, Sunset Beach, but it's been off the air for so long, I don't know if anybody remembers it. <laughs> Including uh, you, uh, obviously. Thanks, thanks yeah. Uh, Tracy's also, also, also the author of uh, Breaking the Perfect Ten. And then joining us in studio, who's still here from her segment just a few minutes ago, Sonia Cote. She is a singer, an actor, used to be a stripper. She's a mother, a <laughs> mentor, and she's the author of I'm Not Naked Anymore. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> I would like to introduce the two of you. Tracy, this is Sonia. Sonia, this is Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Nice How are you? Thank you. Hello. I'm good, thanks. Nice I love to meet your book you. title. Thank you. Yes. Pretty obvious what it's about, eh? Uh, um, yeah. Let me just, uh, Tracy, I'm not sure you would know this or not. I don't, I don't even know if it matters, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I know you enough, Tracy, you might step on a landmine here. So, um, mm-hmm. Tracy is a, um, you're a, you're a, how do I say this? Are you a Republican, sure. right-wing, conservative, Jesus-loving evangelical? I wouldn't call myself that, no. Um, you can't put that on a t-shirt. No, it doesn't fit. <laughs> it doesn't fit. Um, I, I would say I am to the right of center, for sure. Um, but I don't like that whole right wing. I think that's more of the negative connotation to the stuff that I'm for, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Well, Sonia, uh, everything she has is to the left. To the left, to the left. <laughs> See what I did there? No. Sonia, uh, Sonia, Sonia has not... What's happening? I know, right? There's a, there's a joke in there somewhere, but nobody dares. Nobody dares. I, I'm trying to be cool, and, you know, it's not working. The, the, the millennials are looking at me going, hashtag fail. Um, Sonia, Sonia has really had no real, you know, uh, growing up in the churchy kind of stuff. Is that fair to say? Uh, I've had some of it. A little bit of yeah, it? Yeah, I've had some of it. Yeah. Enough to know that I didn't want to be there you didn't want to be there yeah yeah Yeah. so sonia you know you've sort of had your your life a big big chunk of your life in the adult entertainment industry is that fair do we say stripper is part of the adult entertainment industry well all the while acting and singing i was actually working as a freelancer stripper at night so for 10 years i did that and then burlesque i had a burlesque troupe for five years okay and then tracy um you're also in the adult entertainment industry uh soap operas <laughs> Welcome to the club, Jay Z. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I thought you know I would. I never ever did a love scene on all those. Oh shows. no way! Do you remember who was no, it that they who, suck anyway? Who, <laughs> I've, I've done right? them. Oh, um, they hor- the My show's already been hijacked. I knew this was going to happen with you two. <laughs> I, I don't want you guys to ever hang out in person. <laughs> True. Who? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Tracy, we've talked about this a million times before, but who was it that we, you gave somebody some advice as to, 
like how they were going to handle a love scene or a kissing scene or something like that. And oh, it was Candace, wasn't it? I think so. I think Candace was like Val. Yeah. My, my husband Val's not impressed with me having kissing scenes, and I'm I feel kind of weird. And what should we do? And you gave some advice. Didn't you say something like eat garlic? Uh, I can drink coffee, but garlic is fine as well. Okay. Garlic works. All right. It's a fine substitute. Yes. I, I think it makes your partner feel a little bit like you're not trying. I mean, if you're like spraying <laughs> that breath spray in right before you're seen and sticks in your hair and yeah. faking yourself all, that's, you know, not quite what they your partner wants to see. But yeah. if you're like, hey, would you like another, um, you know, garlic cheese toast and some coffee? <laughs> That way you repel the other person, and there's less chance of them I think the studio it. lights do a good job on their own. I remember a couple of scenes where I was being sweat upon the Ew. whole time. Ew. I know, and then there's like 50 people standing around I doing the cameras and lights. Yeah. No, no. I'm terrible. No. terrible. That reminds me of a scene at a Borat. That's just, you know, <laughs> really wrong. <laughs> okay, uh, so listen, Here, here's the thing. Uh, some I've had a couple of people say to me, dude, why are you even talking about this subject? No man in broadcasting should ever talk about hashtag me too, because men are walking around in this in this terrified sort of, ooh, I can't say I might get fired. You know, I get into trouble, blah, 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 blah. And it, there seems to be this sort of crippling societal oppression on men these days. Mm. Or am I making that up? Uh, Tracy, are you reading that too? Yeah, me too. Uh, um, <laughs> so to speak. Where's that little drummer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I do. And you know what? I I don't agree with anybody saying that you shouldn't talk about it. Because first off, this is about, um, you know, sexual harassment in the workplace is my understanding the basis of the Me Too movement. This happens to men as well. And I know several male actors have come out with issues as well, and I don't think it's fair for it to just be about women, even though obviously that is the main bulk of the scenarios that we're hearing about, but there are men that are affected by it as well. And I think as a society, we should care about all kinds of plights, not just the ones that affect us personally. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. So what about, I mean, what what advice, Sonia, would you give to uh, to well, I guess to men in general, talk about sweeping generalizations here, but, you know, to, this undercurrent of, of men whimpering in the corner now going, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And it doesn't help that they get slammed in a lot of cases. <laughs> I, I don't like that. In fact, I, I'm one of my talks is for men. I'm doing the Men and Masculinity Summit in November, and it's going to be all about the There's new conversation. There's a summit for men and there masculinity? Is. That's the antithesis of Me Too stuff. Or It is. Well, I mean, how 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 uh, you don't have to try very hard to fill it when you invite an ex-stripper to go and talk about your <laughs> sexual <laughs> conversation. Right, right. right. But, but it is very important. I agree totally, Tracy, that, that this is wrong. I mean, we're all part of society. We're all part of this conversation. Conversation. And yes, men get abused mm-hmm. as well. But also, if we're ever going to move forward and be inclusive and, and have the problem dealt with properly, that I think we need to include yeah. everybody in this conversation. And it's totally unfair yeah. to slam the guys, not only for 
being inept at it, perhaps in these early days, but also um, to have, you know, you've got a segment coming up with this pastor, and I've got a lot to say about that, and I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag right now, but it's just men open their mouths and they're trounced upon, and I just think that that's very wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's got, we as women have to have uh, our time on air, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to really uh, vent, and I think men do need to learn to listen differently. They need to what? Listen differently. What? <laughs> yes, I'm eight years old. <laughs> but I think uh, I think it's you know it's unfair to say that men are not deserving to be at the table with this discussion. You know, Bill Burr is a comedian who I've been watching lately, and people are going to love him or hate him. I don't really care. I like him. Uh, I think yeah, there's great comedic timing. He is a comedic. Uh, I'm going to say, well, his genius too strong. Anyway, he's a good comedian. But one of his bits is about. <laughs> This is okay. One of his bits is about um, he comes out and he says he's watching some talk show and they and they say uh, there's some lady comes on. She says there's never, ever a reason to hit a woman. Never a reason to hit a woman. And Bill Burr says, really? I mean, I can think about 17 off the top of my head. And he just goes into this whole rip about how, you know, you don't. You don't. You never hit a woman. But are there reasons that you want to hit a woman? Of course. But here's the dialogue. He asked the crowd, how many of you women have wanted to smack your, your man upside the head? Like women in the audience are like, woo But there's this, there's this weird um, uh, reality out there that, you know, you can't even have a dialogue it's about this standard. stuff. Double standard yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and now we're living in a sort of real terrified zone of, yeah. of you know, as a man, I shouldn't even be quoting Bill Burr apparently, you know. So anyway, I mean, don't you feel, Tracy, that it's kind of sad that men are sort of floundering around us? I mean, how do they flirt? They don't flirt anymore. Well, that's they it. apologize no. all the time. They you and know, do you women? Do, now, both of you, do you women? Would you prefer back in your I don't know single days, whatever? Do you prefer a, a man to sort of make the first move and come on to you and flirt with you a little bit, or do well, you like the? Yeah, that's one of the things that I feel so sad about yes. for me, like. I feel like nothing breaks the mood more than, can I kiss you? <laughs> can I, you know, and that's what it's coming to. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. I you know. know. It's like you can't yeah. just be caught up in a moment anymore. It's like they're, you're going to have to have an app where you, you know. A release you know, app, consent. a release form, a consent app, yeah. Ooh, that's not I'm, a bad idea. I'm the mother of two boys, and it's like, you know, when you talk about, you know, it not affecting boys, I'm concerned for my boys. Oh, yeah. I don't want my kids to think that there is a girl that is into them and is, you know, wanting to proceed in a moment or what have you. And, I mean, my boys are young. They're not dating yet and that kind of thing. But I'm concerned. And their lives could be drugged through the mud by misreading signals. Now, of course, I'm teaching my kids no means no and, you know, all of the things about respecting women. And, you know, I, I certainly understand there is a line that is crossed at times. But I think the fact that that line keeps moving is what's unfair. Oh, that's a good point, Tracy. It does keep moving, doesn't it? It just seems mm-hmm. we can't we can't give them a proper explanation and have them run with that and build a a, a, well, a social life on that. Okay, now Tracy. Well, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tracy. Yep. Yeah. I was going to tell you another joke that might go along with your friend, that's the comedian. <laughs> I don't know. I might get in trouble for mine as well. But you, do you know the difference between sexual harassment and flirting? No. If he's cute. <laughs> you're going to hell you're going to hell oh but that's what's become the problem in yeah. my opinion is a poor guy can be like 
hey, how you doing? And if she's yeah. like, buzz off, this guy's a creep. Yeah. Or if he, she's attracted to him, it's like, hi, <laughs> right? I mean, it has to become where it's like, we have to know where the line well, and here's where that equality thing comes in, for sure. That's where the equality thing comes in. It's like, as a woman, you go for a cute guy, and then it turns out to be more than a bad date. You know, mm-hmm. there's two people responsible for parts of that. I'm not saying a woman is responsible for sexual assault, ever. Ever. But right. two people got into that room or situation or yeah. moment, and it takes... To, now, sexual assault is always going to happen, probably. We're never going to be unhuman, I know I like to say your house might be on fire one day, your your lovely dog might die, and, and I might get raped. But nobody's going to be standing around saying, you know, about your house on fire, oh, what were you wearing? Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think the human stuff is going to stick around, yeah. and, and we're going to have these problems. But it's up to women to not only defend our place in life, but defend our boundaries and speak up. And that's half the problem is that a lot of us are paralyzed from past trauma. Now, both of you have been invited exactly. into this conversation for a couple of reasons. One, Tracy, you're, you have a, you're a Christian. You're a follower of Christ. You're a church-going nice girl. <laughs> I just called you that. Yes, I did. Sorry. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I'm the other one, and apparently. You're the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then on the other side. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let it be known, I'm wearing um, a lot of fabric today. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, no, but you come from that mindset, uh, that sort of tribal conditioning, that code, if you will. And um, and Sonia, you come uh, from a, a different and I'm going to say an outsider's perspective, because this is a faith-based station. Yeah. I come at these things from a spiritual perspective, for the most part. Um, but you both have had... Um, Tracy, were you ever sexually assaulted? Yes. I've been raped, and I've been sexually assaulted. And I wasn't always a Christian. So I kind of see from both. Okay aspects as well right um, so that's what i wanted to bring to this to this conversation two ladies who have been sexually assaulted raped uh, <laughs> but you've 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 got this stuff in your in your past that you've had to process and work through and now here you are women in your 40s <laughs> he leaves an awkward pause yeah. tracy Silence. do you want to go first on that one <laughs> yeah dude um, anyway, what are you, when are you going to learn? Gee, <laughs> <laughs> I need help. Well, you know, we're talking about everything, but he brings up age, and we're offended. Yeah. <laughs> no, right? Like, Wait a second! Didn't I earn every one of these wrinkles? Uh, okay, yeah. we could talk about my sexual assault, but don't talk about my age. Yeah. I know. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go first. Uh, I'm I'm over fifty. Right. There okay. you go. All right. Um, and I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm still a working actor. So yeah. it is an actor thing that the agents, they pin us in different oh, categories. Oh, right, 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 and, yeah. You know, the phone does stop ringing quite a bit yeah. after mm-hmm. 40. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Sadly, that's true. Okay, I'm sweating so much right now. <laughs> he is knee-deep deep yeah. in it here. <laughs> well, well, let me help you out. Cause, yeah. Because of my past, because I, I've had a lot, at my first incident, I was 12 years old. Wow. Um, and these, I had several incidences where I was a minor and terrible, terrible mm-hmm. sexual assaults, blatant, horrible experiences. One was rape at 16. Oof. Now, as an adult, I also got into what would in today's 
climate, especially, or even previously, I, sexual harassment in the workplace, as far as the casting couch, all right. of those scenarios. The reason I can make a joke about, you know, the difference between sexual harassment and flirting and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing, and my frustration with the Me Too movement right now is when we make the slightest thing that he complimented my dress, yes. um, sexual harassment, it dilutes the main message. Yes. That, that's very true. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like we that's where it's go, it's going too far. You know, where you talked about men are scared to do anything. Um, I personally, when I was in my 20s and went to a club, if somebody didn't grab my butt, I was like, is it something I did? Yeah. I mean, I really got to change my hair, you know? I was offended, you know? Yes. And it's gotten where, I mean, girls are, they need, like, reassurance and crave it, you know, compliments. I'm not sure why now it's so... Um, well, it's now, I think Negative. it's hands-off now. I mean, these whole selfies. I have a 17-year-old daughter, and she was just talking to me about going to a club, an all-ages uh, New Year's Eve party, where she was grabbed when she went across the room to get to her girlfriend. And she was very disturbed by that. And I, I went to where you just went, well, when I was your age, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, okay, honey, that's going to happen. And I really didn't know what else to say after that. Was it wrong? Um, well, it's mm-hmm. not fun. Would I want a boy that did that? No. But, you know, how do you mm-hmm. deal with that? That's a conversation that I have no idea what to say anymore. Because, yes, yeah, the hashtag think, me too yeah, stuff, I, you know. Yeah, I don't. And I'm not saying I think guys should be grabbing girls' butts, you know, passing by, what have you. Um, but once in a while, little things, I think we need to not be. The, the whole idea is empower is to empower women, Right. So let's not, like, I think what you were talking about before is, is not to make us sound um, like everything becomes that we're a victim. Like we're right? a delicate flower. Like, that, yeah, yes, yeah. If you don't like that guy grabbing your butt, you turn around and be like, hey, don't yeah. ever do that again. You know, yeah. or you, you set a boundary or whatever. And I think, and I know for myself, um, this, who I am today, a lot of what happened to me in my past wouldn't have if I knew what I know now. And I'm much more empowered to set boundaries. For sure. And I think that, that that's the well, thing. But the, like I said, again, about the boundary line, you know, needs to be a little bit more um, clear. And the guys are like, okay, so back here, can I be back here? <laughs> no, keep going. You know? <laughs> exactly. And they're, like you said, Drew, they're starting to cower in a corner. But we need men in our society. We need men. We need women. Yes. We need masculine men. Um and what does yeah, that we mean don't want now, all the right? guys what like, does a masculine on the man bachelor? mean well, yeah. what does a ma- whoa say that bachelor part again you had me you had me a bachelor we, we don't want all men to be like Ari with his long girly hands and stuff <laughs> and feminine qualities okay let me paint a picture here Tracy is married to a guy who is on the LA SWAT team okay <laughs> yeah i like men. i like I like I'm with men. you on that yeah, one. I've yeah. got a, a early Viking Dane, so I'm, yeah, there you yeah, go. I'm there you go. Yeah. yeah, for some reason, I just keep thinking about Robin Hood Men in Tights. That theme song. <laughs> we're men, we're men in tights, tight tights. <clears throat> anyway, okay. Listen, we're going to take a very this very. Isn't sh- on the air, is it? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. no, no. This is no, just a warm up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tracy, Sonia, let's yeah. get into this uh, into this story here. Um, Time to get serious. Here are the details. First of all, a young lady by the name of. Jules, um, was in touch with folks at the Wartburg Watch, 
and I spoke with Dee, mm-hmm. who was one of the ladies there, and and um, this is this is the um, I guess we've got to use all the right legal jargon. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there's a guy at High Point Church in Memphis, which is a big, fancy church. Andy Savage is his name, and um, and she uh, is saying that um, when he was 21, she was 17. He was like a youth leader dude, pastor, sort of pseudo-pastorish kind of, you know, whatever, a spiritual youth leader. Although at 21, whatever. I was going to say, was it assault? And what does that entail? Right, so hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. I'm just jumping at the bit here. Um, and so they developed a bit of a palsy palsy thing. Um, mm-hmm. According to things I've read here, Jules was like the po- one of the popular girls or whatever and was getting a lot of attention from this guy. And, and, uh, and so she sent an email to him. And I've got the actual email here. And the email subject matter or subject line says, do you remember? And she wrote to him saying, do you remember that night that you were supposed to drive me home from church and instead drove me to a deserted back road and sexually assaulted me? Do you remember how you acted like you loved me and cared about me in order for me to cooperate in such acts, only to run out of the vehicle later and fall on your knees begging for forgiveness and for me not to tell anyone what had just happened? Well, I remember. Hashtag me too. So she sent that email to him. Mm -hmm. The rest of the story, maybe not all the story, the rest of the story is that when it happened, apparently, this 21-year-old guy did do this, he, but he also confessed to his church and the leaders and to her parents and to her, and they, and then the church handled it like a lot of churches do. You know, they're not gonna, they don't want to broadcast and make a big kerfuffle or whatever, and so they go, they handled it kind of behind the scenes and okay, fine. And but I think what came out in the church was he eventually moved on, but because an incident happened. And uh, the church never announced really that he was being fired. Instead, he went before the church and said he made a mistake and that uh, it was time for him to move on. And the rumor was that he had kissed a girl or whatever. That was the incident? Mm-hmm. That was the quote-unquote incident. No, yeah. more happened than that. More actually happened. Oh. Yeah, yeah. oh, sorry. The actual incident? Yeah, that's coming up. Okay. Keep, yeah. keep chomping your bit over there. <laughs> so I guess here's the background. This is This is, again, from Jules. One evening in the early spring of 98, I was hanging out with my youth minister, Andy Savage, at my church, Woodland Park, when I, it doesn't matter. 17 years old at the time, uh, senior at the high school. Been multiple kids at the church, there at the church after school, but as night got later, I was the only student left alone in the church with Andy. I did not have a vehicle at the church, so Andy offered to take me to my mom's house. It was dark outside. As he was driving me towards home, he passed the turn. We should have gone to my house, or turned on or whatever. I asked him where we were going. I don't remember his exact response, but it was something along the lines of, you'll see, or it's a surprise. I know for sure he did not tell me where he was taking me. I remember feeling special and excited, and in my mind, it was sort of obvious that he wanted to spend time with me before taking me home. I assumed we were going to get ice cream. He turned onto the dirt road, continued to drive. There were trees all around. I couldn't see the main road anymore from where he turned. I asked uh, what was back here. He told me that they were building a church. I thought maybe this is what, what it was all about. Maybe there was some secret to tell me, like perhaps they're moving to, he was moving to another church. We reached the dead end. He turned the truck around before putting it in park where we stopped. He turned the headlights off, and suddenly he, I, you know, I've got to be careful what I can yeah, read on, on air here. That. Well, I can, but I, I just, I just, it, I'm, yeah. I'm just... Anyway, I don't. I'm trying to yeah keep it at work. A, so uh, th- there was. So he assaulted. He, he, well, hold on. You know, he's he he uh, he did something, and then and then he asked. asked her he, for a sex act. Yep, he asked her for right. a sex okay. act, and the girl was scared and embarrassed, but she did it. And this girl's seventeen. Girl's seventeen. And he's at this point. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So she remembers feeling that. Uh, 
that this this guy loved her. You know, it was, and I remember someone saying, you know, what what young girl hasn't had a crush on an older you know, man, a teacher, or even you know, minister, youth minister, youth leader, and that kind of stuff in church, whatever. And there was some touching, right, more touching, et cetera. So about five minutes, suddenly he stopped, got out of the truck, ran outside the truck, fell to his knees. He, uh, she quickly buttoned up shirt and got back out of the truck. Now she was terrified and ashamed. She said, I remember him pleading while he was on his knees with me, hands up in the air. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What have I done? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. You can't tell anyone, Jules. Please take this to the grave with you. And her fear and shame quickly turned into anger, and she'd just been manipulated and used. And she swore to him that she wouldn't tell anybody and um, they got back in the truck, drove her home and there's no conversation so that's kind of that's the incident mm. right there okay and that's the only one in that he's ever done that's it yeah. okay. that's it okay well so she eventually then tells the pastor in the church and uh, the pastor sort of says as the pastor heard the story so you're telling me you participated so this is so she confesses she says the story to a pastor and the pastor said the response was so you're telling me you participated and she felt ashamed because of that response and uh yeah anyway Lots of lots of Whoa. stories here. Um, Tracy, I, I sent you the link. I'm not sure how much you looked into it. What are your thoughts on this I so far? It. Okay, you read it all. What, what do you think? Um, well, I have a couple problems with her story in that she says, I thought he loved me. I thought I was special. So kind of to me, it feels like... Unrequited love? 17... She's 17, she's a minor, so she can't consent. So legally, yes, that would not be appropriate. But at the same time, this is a girl who, you know, I think, yeah, like you said, unrequited love. And then when she realized it wasn't that and it's over and we can't talk about it, it just feels like now 20 years later, with the Me Too thing, she's bringing it back up. I'm not sure what she wants from this guy. Like, she wants his career ruined, his family. Bro- you know what I mean? It's like right. there's no statute of lim- the statute of limitations has run out. She is still feeling so vengeful that I think is not healthy for her. I mean, there's really no other than what she's doing is to just try and ruin this guy and drag him through the mud. Maybe more could have been done at the time, but I don't know. I get torn. I mean, I definitely think him in his position never should have happened. We can, I would think, all agree on that. But hold um, on. The whole, one, what about, what about the 1721? Like, that's not, it's not like he was a pastor of the church. He was 40 and he, and he, and he sort of did. Is there not any little nuancey thing here going, well, she was, she was legally, she would have been legal in a few months or I don't know when the birthday was, but you know, uh, and he was 21. That's, cl- that's pretty close as far as age is concerned. I'm, she, I'm, he, exactly. he asked, and he asked her to do something. She did it. Um, exactly. uh, but but although um, we then look at the at the spiritual leadership position, and there there is there are the way the laws are written. If you are in a position of sort of authority over somebody or have some, mm-hmm. um, um, I'm not sure what the word is, but power. You, yeah, I guess power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you 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 just need to stay away, right? Because well, yeah, I mean, well, in, a it's perfect perfect world. in a perfect world, yeah, yeah. But we're not Based perfect on... people, right? So. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry Tracy, go ahead. Their, <laughs> it shouldn't have happened based on who they are for each other, for starters. Right. It wasn't some guy she met, he's in college, and they, you know, kind of thing, and she happened to be 17. 
he was in a position of authority, and he took advantage of that position. Um, And and also because as a youth leader, it's premarital. I mean, there's so many other things also that, you know, kind of go into making it wrong. Um, But at the same time, for like what you're talking about, for me, and I don't know the laws of where they're at, and I don't even know the laws here, to be quite honest with you, but there are differences based on the age spread. I know like with molestation and like there's, you know, different variances based on the age difference. Um, But it was definitely wrong. I, I give her that. It shouldn't have happened. Okay. But at the same time, it's kind of what we started this whole conversation about, where it's like, what is the end game for her bringing this up now 20 years later? Um, what does she want? Right. What does she want? She wants him to lose his job, his home, his livelihood, his well, family. Well, here's, here's the thing. I mean, I th- what's the point? I think she saw some tweets of his and some, some part of his message where he was sort of raw, raw stuff that oh. that might have seemed uh, hypocritical of him considering what she knows and that would have maybe pricked her soul a little bit and going really really you're going to yeah. you're going to be like that oh, you know, I, I don't know i can't okay, i can't go, not go, comment Sonia. on this i'm just bursting here go it's just i think these are two kids who one was certainly leaning on her with some power that he had absolutely but they're two kids fumbling they're they're discovering the only problem I have is that there's an awful lot of guilt and shame attached to any sexual urges, acts, whatever, that comes very heavily from the church. Yeah. And I think we also have done a huge disservice, not only in not talking about this kind of sex stuff, because we're not arming our youth with the proper psychological tools or the physical tools to deal with the inevitable pleasures of being alive and human, which Mm -hmm. is sex and Mm -hmm. sexual stuff that goes along with that. So I think that they were probably unable to talk about this before they even got to that place. And and so I, I think that this is kind of ridiculous. I didn't read the story, but I saw his confession on on YouTube. Okay, and I didn't believe him either. Really? I didn't believe him. I, and I wonder, too, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Tracy. What does she want after all this time? And if she's not been able to put this to rest in herself, then clearly, you know, again, I come back to the Condoleezza Rice said, we're not snowflakes. We're not snowflakes. We're not wilting flowers. We're very strong people. We just happen to be We're female. talking about women? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. We just happen to be female. And, and I think that we need to arm these people with proper uh, ways to deal with it and drop the shame. You know, you don't yeah. want to have sex before you're married. Don't have sex before you're married if that's what you believe. But can right. we learn about the body? Can we learn about urges? Can we equip our children with the realities of being uh, turned on and being, you know, sexual right. beings? I think that's this really, really important. And girls especially are not, and my mother was the same way. She was not able to talk about sex. Right. There's a whole segment in my book about my dad who we, we grew up on a hobby farm where he brought us out to see everything being born and bred. You know, that yeah. was his that was his sexual education. Come on, kids, let's see this calf being born and let's yeah. watch this horse stud. And we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, it was a reality. We sure. saw this all the time. And that was that was something that was really important to us. So there's no question, and Tracy, you would, I'm sure, uh, see this, understand this. There's no question that the, the Christian church, especially the evangelical Christian church in North America especially, um, has done a horrible, horrible, horrible job 
uh, discussing, teaching, equipping uh, their their people was something that God knows everything about, that the God they worship knows everything about, but they know very little about. And it's been a stumbling, it's been that literal Dick Van Dyke ottoman that the church has tripped over for decades. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that's, um, it definitely could, you know, and that was, I think, one of the things in the piece that I watched on this girl as she watched the confession you're talking about watching, they videotaped her watching his confession. And um, that was one of the things that I did, you know, agree with her on, is that the church could do better mm-hmm. on how they deal with real issues in the church. Um, but at the same time, like like what Sonia's saying is, like, it, it needs to not be such a taboo. Yeah. Um, you know, everything else is, like, you know, natural desire, you know, it, like anger. You know, with my boys, I have to teach them. It's not not to feel bad that they feel angry. You shouldn't feel that way. You know, exactly. I have to teach yeah. them how do you express your anger? What's the appropriate way to handle your anger? And same with sexual urges and desires and, you know, to not shame them into having them, but what's the appropriate way, you know, to handle the things that are before you get to that situation and and it should be said too that there is there's a there's also a segment in my book where i had an affair with a teacher in my high school and and he was 32 and i was i was 16 and that i came on to him now he led me to believe that i was the only one and all that and it was really i was really heartbroken when i found out i was not the only student (laughs) and if that happened to my daughter i would i would probably go down there and rip his rip his head off but but uh again you know it made me feel very powerful at the time and it was it was actually a good experience in many ways so you know these messy encounters and I'm not talking about rape or outright abuse of power where mm-hmm. you're lording over somebody going, if you don't do this, I'm going to tell everybody this. Right. I'm not talking about those. Those are very uh, different. Much like you say, you know, you went to a club and we get we used to get grabbed all the time. It's like, well, why wasn't I getting that much attention? I mean, all that stuff is, is going to come up for a discussion, but we shouldn't throw everybody under the bus that had a messy mm-hmm. encounter. So my initial reaction, we're running out of time on, on this because uh, our show finishes in uh, two minutes, um, <laughs> was when I watched the guy confess, and I don't, I don't know anything about the guy, his church or whatever. It's just I'm not, I'm not interested. I don't care. It just seemed, you know, he, he, he did the written, he wrote it. Sorry. I'm sure an attorney was involved somewhere. And he read the thing and he confessed to something he did years and years ago. And the reason he did that was because this girl has made it public. So they've, they've got to deal with it. So he reads the thing, and then the, the church stands up and gives him a round of applause. Mm. And I guess I just had a weird reaction to that. And as I thought through it, I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you just being, oh, this is my pastor, and look at him being so vulnerable, and we need to just applaud no matter what? Well, he would have been set on fire if he hadn't addressed it. You, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or it, whether they, like, why were they applauding? Were they applauding because they forgive and it's okay, and it's in your past. I mean, he said 20 years ago, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, like three times in his speech. So, no, it, I think they applauded because they're polite. Yeah. <laughs> really? Very well said. What else are they going to do? Yeah. So it was an awkward silence? Polite. No, hold on. They, they didn't just <laughs> applaud. They stood and applauded. So, oh, they stood and applauded? Yeah, so know. that's a different thing. So, Mike, my, my, just finish this. I wonder if yeah. it had been a girl, would they have stood and applauded? I had an encounter that I don't regret, but I guess looking back on it now, 
you imagine uh, if the shoe were on the other foot? I wonder if they would stand up and applaud. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that they were maybe applauding his courage to confess it, to nope. not run from it and dodge it. Maybe no, but he had know. to. He had to confess it. He did. There's no courage right. there. Yeah, yeah, he had to. Well, the, no, he could have taken off and run it like he did the last time at the last church. He just split, <laughs> right? Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm playing double. No, I, I yeah, you know more about this. Than I, I don't know, but yeah. I just, I'm just assuming that. Um, and I, I don't know. I think it, like she said, you know, he's very well liked. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, I think, what is a thorn in her side is that he keeps going on and she's, you know, still, um, I well, forget the word she used. But. At the risk of sounding terrible, you know, that's her empty soul to fill, right? It's, um, yeah, no, she, I, you know, I, I hope she can find a way to yes. forgive this. Yeah, and feel more empowered. And I it, see, I've been in trouble a lot because I, you know, I've spoken out quite a bit about the casting couch and the Weinstein effect and everything because of my experiences and because I talk about it in my book. Oh yes, and we're here I was too. Told, <laughs> I was, I was, you know, accused of victim blaming a little bit. But all I can do is to tell girls that for me, what really helped me be empowered and not be still living in this trying to get vengeance because I went on the Sean Hannity show and I very easily could have named the men that had assaulted me, but I I didn't want to because I take ownership for my part of what, you know, accepting those invitations and, you know, putting myself in the positions I did. I'm talking about the stuff as an adult, not as child stuff. Sad sad that it had to go there to get get a job. I don't don't mean to be a jerk. Uh, but it's one of my spiritual gifts. It's the end of the show. We're out of time. We're totally out of time. In the big show. subject. Yeah, we've no. got. Yeah. Sorry, Tracy. No. I'm so sorry. Too much. I'm so. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> Tracy, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate your take on these things, and we'll uh, we'll catch up this week. Uh, just so it doesn't seem like such a cold goodbye. Okay. That's all right. Take care. Pleasure to meet you, Sonia. Thank you, you again too. for having me, Andrew. Bye, Bye Tracy. Okay. Tracy Melchior. You can go to her website, M-E-L-C-H-I-O-R, Tracy Melchior. Sonia Cote has been here in the studio. That was so interesting for me. Thank you so much, girls. That was great. Sonia Cote. Uh, Sonia, you should know how to spell that, and C-O-T-E dot com.